You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ family of churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. Amen. What an awesome communion, huh? Hearing from uh, CJ and Cherie out in our churches out there in England. And what an incredible blessing it is to be part of a worldwide fellowship. So, as a congregation, I, I think we've been mentioned this to the whole group, but we've been on a, our core leadership group has been a part of a process of interviewing and seeking out God's will for who the next staff couple will come in and help us continue to build the West Side. As you know, Ken and Lena headed out well over a year ago and they lead the church in Sacramento. And we've been praying since that time, God, show us the direction that you want us to go in as far as how we're going to build the West Side and meet the needs and expand your mission here. And so we've been on this process, and I think it's incredible that a couple from England uh, really wants to come and join the West Side, participate in the work that we do, and they're highly skilled. So we, we, we are really, really grateful. I hope you enjoyed hearing from CJ and Cherie. They did a great job. We also had a chance to interview the Seas, Tino and Juanita Seo. I know a lot of you guys know the Seas. They were, uh, you know, he was here for quite some time. And so God's surfacing. We heard from the Campbells as well back in February, the end of February. And so please, I ask the congregation, be praying for the Holy Spirit to guide us as we discern, God, which direction do we go in? It's a very big decision as they become a part of our spiritual family and help guide and serve and lead together with Carrie and I and the rest of the staff. So, amen. Um, today, I do want to welcome with us, uh, today's his official first service with the West Side. He came out and visited back in January. But we have a brother who has moved here. He works in Hollywood for the History Channel. And I've known him for over 10 years. I helped baptize him in the IE. And he is joining the Screenland Ministry, joining the West Side Church. So let's welcome EJ Nava. He has just moved here. So EJ, welcome. Stand up, EJ. Great brother. He's been helping work with the, uh, the single professionals out in the IE. And he's coming here to help uh, really just reach our great community. He's in the entertainment industry. He's just a great, great brother. So thank you. I know he's going to be helping hopefully a little bit with the David project that we're working on and uh, future projects of ways that we preach the gospel uh, through our art and through our gift. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer as we begin today's lesson. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the privilege of being here to absorb your, your spirit and Father, we know the world throws many darts and difficulties and challenges at each of us. Um, Father, even arriving at church can be uh, sometimes disconcerting or, fra- or, or you can feel a little frazzled. I know sometimes I do. And yet, God, it's so good to be with one another, uh, to hear your word spoken. It's so good to lift our voices in song. Thank you for all those who participate, for every soul here today. We know you've chosen us to be here today. Bless our time of Bible study, our time of really reflecting on your worldwide mission. Open our hearts, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to begin today reminding and inspiring the Westside congregation about who we are and what we're a part of. We are a part of a worldwide mission. Amen. The Westside Church is one of the nine regions of the greater Los Angeles International Churches of Christ. And we are a part of over 700 churches all over the world. I think we're in 
almost 170 nations of the world. And following the command and calling of Jesus, we want to be in every nation. And we don't want to just be in the nation. We want to build thriving fellowships, diverse, inclusive, powerful, life-changing fellowships in every nation of the world. You, Westside, are a part of that. Amen? I remember as a young 20-something-year-old driving down Pacific Coast Highway and feeling conflicted because I, I wanted something that was worth giving all my energy, all my time, all my talent to. And just at the time I was a stockbroker, just making money left me feeling empty. And I wasn't making that much, by the way. But um, it can still make you feel empty when you make a ton. It doesn't matter because the answer to fulfillment is not in those worldly accomplishments, right? The answer to fulfillment is about our relationship with God. And God's called us to a mission. He's gifted you, right? We just finished our gifted series. He's gifted us for something bigger than just accomplishing the American dream. He has gifted you for a worldwide mission. And church, what a privilege it is. And I know when I became a disciple in my early 20s, I, I was so inspired to know I had found the one thing worth all my time, all my attention, my resources. I could give my very best to something that I knew mattered, that helping people know Jesus could cure the great evils that beset the whole world. And nowadays, we really are an international community, uh, even because of the rise of the Internet and social media and the way things work communication-wise. We can know instantly what's going on across the world, right? All of us are aware of the tragedies, difficulties, uh, wars, all kinds of things instantaneously. God has forced not just us as disciples, but the whole world to open their mind and look out there and see things from a worldwide perspective. Amen? And you have been given a mission that is the most precious mission known to all creation. To change the eternal destiny. To establish the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. To give people a little taste of what eternity will be like when God finally consummates all things, solves all the problems. In the meantime, we're going to have some struggles. But you have a mission to draw you, inspire you, and move you forward. I hope you feel that and are inspired by that. Amen. Let's look at a few verses together on this, and then I want to sort of begin to whet our appetite as to what the West Side is a part of. And over the coming months, we are going to continue to highlight, encourage, and educate you on the things that we are doing uh, as a West Side church and as a Los Angeles church and an international church, things we're doing all over the world. And we want you to participate in it. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 24 says, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. So today I want to ask you, are you small minded or are you global minded? Are you just a good local Christian? Hey, that's important to be a good Christian in your own community to have character and principle and faith, but do you let your mind lift itself up? And are you an international thinking Christian, a world-class Christian? Are you considering God's heart and mind and really what the cross meant 
was not just your own individual transformation, but the cross meant the transformation of the world. And we read over and over that he is interested in his glory being proclaimed among all the nations. That his deeds need to not just be kept local, but they need to go everywhere. Amen. So where's your mind at this morning? We read in Malachi 1, my name will be great among the nations. And in Mark 13, and the gospel must first be preached to all nations. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. And you see it. Oh, I could have listed 20 other verses that say the same thing. God is interested in all nations. What about you? I know oftentimes our own, tr- our own troubles, our own difficulties, our own financial issues, our, our own schedule, our own job issues, our own family issues, they begin to sort of weigh down on us. And it's hard to lift our minds. But I want to urge you to see yourself as an embassy of the kingdom of God. We're an embassy. We're to establish a taste of what heaven is on earth. And then we are to plant more embassies in every nation of the world. And we get to play a part in it. Amen. Now, how many of you have ever been to a foreign country? Raise your hand if you've been to a foreign country. Okay, awesome. Most of us have. So because of transportation, because of communication, our mindsets are expanded beyond just the local. As a congregation, if you look around, you'll see the mass diversity and international flavor of the West Side Church. And I love that about the West Side, right? We are a place that we can truly influence the whole world from the West Side because all nations live on the West Side, right? And people move in and then we send them out. Many of you have, in fact, been missionaries, And I know even last year, we have three of our singles went out to our Lebanon church. We're going to be talking a lot about some of the good news from Lebanon. But we had uh, Ron Harris, we had Jessely, and we had Midge. Are you guys here? Yeah, I see uh, Jess. These guys served in Lebanon for two weeks at our Hope Youth Corps that was established to really meet the needs of a lot of the children in an orphanage in Lebanon. Of course, why did we even have a Hope Project? Let me tell you why we had it. Because of our worldwide mission to plant a church. All right, I see Midge right there. Thank you, Midge. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Jesse Lee, for heading out there, serving as a short-term missionary, serving hope. But, you know, you inspired their church as well. And God is calling all of us to have a mindset that thinks beyond the local, right? He's calling us to have a mindset that's expanded, that we truly are thinking about all nations. And so I want to practically let you guys know what you are a part of, all right? We, as a Westside church, support world missions in an incredible way. And I want to hand it to you for what you've been doing for years. In the Middle East, we have 22 churches. And the West Side has been a primary uh, uh, giver, encourager, and inspirer of these churches for the past 25 years. And I want to just, I want to hold it, I want to hold you up, guys. Thank you for all you're doing. It's incredible what you've done. You're going to see some of the victories I have. Just just in the past uh, six months, I'm going to show you some of the victories going on in our Middle Eastern churches in just a moment here. But also, I want you to know that uh, a year ago, we also were invited to join the mission work in the Baltic Nordic areas of the world. Uh, Finland, Sweden, Norway, a number of these other churches over there. Now, this is really the most atheistic and... Uh, ungodly places in many ways from a standpoint of their belief in who Jesus is or belief in the Bible. These churches 
uh, really are on what I think is the Mount Everest of evangelism over there in the, the Baltic Nordics. And our church has partnered with several other churches here in Los Angeles, and a part of our missions now goes there. What's exciting is, I don't know if you know uh, Andy and Karina Wingy down in South Bay, they have been a part of the, the missions board for the Baltic Nordics for some time. And, you know, they invited us to join that. We thought that would be a tremendous way for us to keep expanding our influence. And right now, as we speak, uh, Rick and Heather Meckhamson are out in Norway ministering to the churches uh, in that part of the world. And when they come back, I'm going to have them share about their experiences. But they need us desperately. Amen, church. They need us. I know the mission field. What Rick has talked to me at length about, he says, Steve, over there, if you believe in Jesus, it's similar to if you as an adult today said, hey, I believe in Santa Claus. That's how they take it. They, 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 they literally think you believe in Je- you believe in the Bible and Jesus. The, the, the desire or heart has been squelched by a false secular teaching for generations in these countries. And our churches are small over there. But there's a, a flickering of, of light and faith. And we help support that so it can expand. And let me tell you, in Western culture, in American culture, the same onslaught of secularized teaching, ungodly, unfaithful teaching, permeates our culture. And the mission is our chance to push back the boundaries against this secular, ungodly, unfaithful thinking, which is just simply not based on truth. And we get to preach it and teach it right here in America. Amen for the blessings we have. America is, in general, a Bible-believing country. Now, they say they believe. doesn't mean everybody follows it, but people say they believe. Most. A lot do. In these countries that we support in the Baltic Nordics, guys, it is a heavy mission field. And I want to commend you for supporting them. You supported them last year, and again, this year, we are going to be supporting them. As well, let me show you this. We recently took up a collection, just at a midweek, a free will collection, because the churches in Finland and, and some of the uh, Baltic Nordic churches were getting an influx of refugees from the Ukrainian war. And they were moving in, and, and the churches themselves were housing refugees, and there was a great need. So we just took up a free will offering. Just two weeks ago, you guys sent them over $4,000, this church right here. Just last second, I called on you guys, and you kicked in. So thank you. Now, we're going to be given our annual missions, and a part of our missions goes to these churches, and we'll be sharing a lot more about what's going on. But I want to focus in on the primary area that we as a church play a role in as international Christians, as worldwide Christians, is the Middle East. And in the Middle East, they have had one of the most difficult times in the history of the country, in in Lebanon and most of the countries, economically. Their banking structures began to collapse. Uh, Their inflation went through the roofs. Uh, it's been terrible. And then if you know, uh, over a year ago, they had the largest explosion in the history of the country. Uh, one of their ports blew up based on sheer negligence of the government storing uh, a fertilizer that was also, a uh, could ignite into an explosive. And it was the largest explosion. People thought it was actually like a nuclear bomb across the world. People thought it was a bomb by somebody else, but it wasn't. It was just negligence of their country. And our disciples were devastated by it. I know that uh, the Hope Group came in there, ministered to a lot of the kids, uh, just helping them gain normalcy, just meeting their needs, just loving up on them, telling them you're cared about and you're thought about. And the church, the church has never done better. In the midst of great hardship, 
we're seeing all kinds of victories all over the Middle East. Now, let me share some of the things going on. Here are some sisters in our Sudanese church. We have a church in Sudan, and they are part of the Middle East, North Africa, and they're part of our mission fund that we give to. These sisters decided to start a preschool in a building that the church was able to acquire in Sudan. And the preschool was designed to really encourage and strengthen the children and then the children of those in the community to create a segue to open the door of the gospel to families in that area. When we give, it helps support stuff like this. Amen. Here's Jesse and Mufid. And right next to Jesse and Mufid, we see a couple that is a part of a new ministry. Now, this is a brand new couple. Uh, the brother, he uh, just got baptized recently. All right. His name is uh, Nazi and his wife is studying the Bible. And what's amazing is they were brought out to the church in Beirut, Lebanon, because of a new ministry called the Proud Souls Ministry. And another sister had a special needs son when she got baptized like seven, eight years ago and just desired to start a special needs ministry to reach the community. And they began to really minister to that community, and a number of new people started coming on out because of the needs of the children that are getting met. And our new brother right there uh, got baptized several weeks ago. His wife is soon going to get baptized. And then I want to show you this right there in the, the, the middle, another brother from the special needs ministry. His name is Fadi. He as well came out in Beirut, Lebanon, in one of the most difficult economic times in the history of their country, but because of the heart and love of our brothers and sisters in the church in Beirut, starting this ministry, new souls are coming to Jesus. Amen. Uh, you can see there in the top right, that's Ayad and Danya. What's interesting is they also were baptized recently in Beirut, Lebanon, and they come from a Druze background, which is a, a very interesting a religious background. A non-Christian has like some mystic thinking behind it. Uh, it's, it's very complex, the religious landscape in the Middle East. And yet Jesus is being preached to people that have grown up with no sense of God. People, Jesus is being preached to people grown up with uh, an Islamic background, with a Druze background, and certainly those that grow up in a, in a very religious, uh, sort of a, a, a archaic, uh, very structured background, and they get their eyes open to what it really looks like to serve God. There's another uh, brother, his name is Ellie. He also just got baptized. Um, there's Ayad and Danya again, a more close-up picture of them. And then in Yemen, you know, we have a church in Yemen. In Yemen, they have to study the Bible with people through the Internet. They have to study the Bible oftentimes in, in, in private chat rooms. Well, just recently, we had two new brothers in Yemen baptized into Christ. And I don't have their names right there to protect them, but uh, there's a picture of them to let you know that they got baptized in Yemen. Guys, our churches are doing incredible things. You know, in Cairo, Egypt, I had the privilege of going to Cairo and visiting our church over there uh, several years ago. And in Cairo, we had built the church up quite a bit, up to like uh, almost 100 years ago. But just like uh, any and the church had been there for over 25 years and, and great things had happened. But Satan doesn't give up fighting the battle to tear it down. And they went through great infighting, great difficulty. Their leadership stepped down and they had a lot of challenges in Cairo. 
But over the past couple years, they've just solidified, strengthened, and they're seeing restoration after restoration. They're seeing new baptisms. And we have an awesome church in Cairo. And here's a recent sister restored to the fellowship, Magda. It's awesome to see new people come to God, both through getting their faith built through baptism, understanding their faith for the first time, and then returning to God, even in a Muslim country. Amen. We're seeing that. That happened just recently. Amen. That's awesome. Awesome news. You know, we have a campus ministry in the Middle East. So I know we have an awesome campus ministry here. And uh, my hope is to create some opportunity for some of you guys to go over to the Middle East in the next several years and join their campus conferences, which they have every year. But here's a new uh, brother that just got baptized in the Middle East uh, last month. Amen. So not only are the West Side having baptisms, but in a Muslim country, baptisms of college students is taking place. Amen. So feel free to go online on the Facebook page for that church and, and meet up with them, talk to them. Uh, they would love, they love interacting with the Christians here on the West Side. You know, the teen ministry is, is making great things happen. We had a new teen baptized just recently in the Middle East. God is working over and over. He's working. He's changing lives one by one, soul by soul. It's because you, church, have not just been individual, protected, selfish Christians, but you've been worldwide, world-class Christians for many years. And I want to call on you to do it again. Amen. I want to put before you our missions offering. All right. Every year in early June, as a congregation, we give what we call our special missions. And this missions is designed to advance the frontiers of the gospel in the foreign areas that we've started and planted. Uh, as usual, this year, we're going to give again to the Baltic Nordics. We're going to give to the Middle East. We give a little bit to uh, Mexico, Central America, because we're tied in with coastal. Just a small amount goes to the, the Central America and, and Mexican churches. But we do have a hand in that, and we do care about partnering still with coastal uh, L.A. in that regard. We also have a small part of our mission will go to a West Coast church planting. We have this thing called the West Coast uh, Missions Fund that we've started in order to try to plant churches in areas of the West Coast where we don't yet have churches. And we're going to plant one up in Merced area where UC Merced is at. John Oaks, who's been leading the Bakersfield Church, is going to uh, start that church. And we never had a church there. It's like an hour south of, of uh, Sacramento, and it's just far from the Bay. They never had a church in that part. And as a population hub, we're like, okay, let's keep expanding. So we're going to be planting, and we do as a West Coast support that. The whole L.A. church supports that. But when you give at Special Missions, it makes a difference locally, regionally, and especially internationally. You guys make a difference. Amen? So please put on your calendar. How many of you have already been, been preparing for Special Missions? Raise your hand if you're already preparing. I know most of you are, right? A lot of our, our mature Christians. This church gives every year. This church has been one of the best giving churches ever. I know many of our, our Christians that have been around a long time, they prepare. They know we make a difference in the world. But I want to lift your mind. College students, I want you to be thinking about worldwide missions, not just local, but worldwide. And I want to call on us as a church to do some soul searching. Do we think like world-class Christians? And I'll close out with these two verses. Says this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. This is about God, guys. 
This is about his vision and our vision to do something to change the generation that we live in. In our days on earth, we get to make a mark, and it does overflow in thanks to God. And I hope that that is your motivation, that this is a God thing. And in 2 Corinthians 8, the Apostle Paul writes, For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. I put before you, we live in the richest time in the history of humanity. West Side, we live in the most expensive area in the history. And I know a lot of us are like, yeah, that's why I can't pay my rent, right? Because it's so expensive. But we are blessed. We are blessed. I don't want to call on you to give even out of emptiness. If you have much, I want to call on you to give much. If you if you have nothing, I want to call on you to give because it's about expression to God. And this is going to happen in June. And for the whole month of June, we'll be given. We'll take up our special missions on June 5th. Uh, we've done it for years. If you're visiting today, this is a new thing. Don't feel obligated at all. But for members of our congregation that have been here for years and years, we know this is a special part of us fulfilling the greater mission of God. Amen, church? Let's close out with a prayer, and then we'll take our, our weekly offering. Carol, come on up. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this time to reflect on your worldwide vision. Thank you for CJ and Cherie giving us communion, and God, help lift our minds to the international scene. Help us to know that the West Side is not really just part of West Side. We're a part of a global organization, a global family, and a global mission. Be with us, God. Motivate, inspire us. Help us to see with your eyes. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.